Hello and welcome to Game and Watch, the show where we talk about games we've been gaming and movies and TV shows we've been watching. I'm Aaron. And I'm James. And today we're talking about Kirby's Dreamland 2, the 1995 Game Boy platformer developed by HAL Laboratory and published by Nintendo. Yeah. I'll just um, say right now, Aaron, that this is the third Game Boy game, possibly the third real like video game that I ever played. Well, can we also say this is the first Kirby game we played for this podcast? That's true. Yeah. That's very true. Yeah, this was the first three games that me and my brother had were I so I got the Game Boy packaged with the with Tetris. You know, that classic uh, you know, gray Game Boy Tetris combo that they sold. Um very plain looking but amazing. Yes. And then we received two other games for Christmas. One was Donkey Kong Land, which was mine, technically was given to me. And then my brother was given Kirby's Dream Land, too. I want to know how my parents picked that. I was going to say, yeah, that's kind of brutal. What do you mean? Well, I mean, like that they would like make you battle Pokemon over who had the better game. Oh, you know, it's funny. I don't actually remember thinking of it that way. I mean, I remember thinking of that game as his. And then once I like plowed through Donkey Kong Land, I was just actually I remember Donkey Kong Land giving me some real trouble. I mean, I was a I was a young lad. You were a youngin. I was not good at video games yet, and I remember wanting to like play Kirby's Dream Land to kind of break up the frustration of not being able to win Donkey Kong Land. Uh, I don't remember us like ever really like butting heads over it, but yeah, it, you could make an argument that he got the better game. I don't know how you Maybe. feel about Donkey Kong Land if, if you played that one versus Kirby's Dream Land 2. Um, but I feel like Kirby's Dream Land 2 is a more balanced game. And I, I guess I you could say it's an easier game because it is. But yeah, I mean, I'm going to yeah. be biased because I just played Kirby's Dream Land 2. Um, it was quite fun. Well, I'll save my thoughts. But um, OK, yeah. What, what, what is your history with it? Um, my history with it is that I played it for the first time for this podcast. Okay. I didn't yeah. know that. I never played this before for uh Game Boy. Um okay. it came on the we should make it clear that at least I played it on the Switch Nintendo Online. I'm sure you did as well. Um I did oh, so I yeah, I played it on original Game Boy, I played it on 3DS, and I've played it now on Switch as well. Yes, yeah, so, I mean for this most recent review. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I never played it before. I played it for this episode. Um, I think it's a very charming little platformer. Um, I'll kind of save my sum up thoughts for the very end. But um, I really had no experience with this game. Um, but I was kind of delighted in the way that Kirby frequently um, like punches up in its graphical ability. Like yeah. every Kirby game looks better than it should for the system that it's on. Yeah, and I don't know, can they get away with that? Because the maybe like the backgrounds don't have to be anything special just because of like the typical Kirby like visual aesthetic. Like they can focus more on character and enemy design. Probably, yeah. Because the because the character and enemy design and just the 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 appearance of Kirby when he's in his like particular copy ability forms, really, really good looking stuff. Some good shading, like not just like you know what I mean? Like, there, it's just good. There's good movement. There's good animation. It's all very 
a lot of love shown. Yeah, great. I mean, great enemy design, great everything, really. Yeah. Um, in terms of assets, for sure. Yeah. Um, tell me about your history with this game because it's much more extensive than mine. Well, I mean, that was kind of it. I mean, I, I I played it many times, really many many times, and I don't know. If I had to guess, maybe anywhere from like eight to ten times throughout. Okay. Life. Uh, nice. Maybe maybe more actually. I I might be underestimating how how much I played it when I was younger, but it's it's a game that was just so easy to come to go revisit. I feel like as as soon as I was able to finally beat it, I had just kind of like a nostalgic like affection for it. Even in just like the few years following, I think I remember like even as Game Boy Color games came out, Game Boy Advance, I would find myself popping this thing back in and playing it again. I I mean, we'll talk about it for multiple reasons, but this game warrants several playthroughs. It does. Uh, And it's very replayable because they're Kirby's games are the Kirby games are short. But what's funny is that I also eventually played Kirby's Dreamland. I remember like when I finally picked that up because I never played. I played the second one before I played the first one. And the second one was just like, I'm like, this game's too easy. (laughs) Like it's too short and too easy. Like they didn't really improve on it. And then I've actually never finished Kirby's Dreamland three, which I kind of want to do because I know that there's a lot of similarities to two. So I don't know. Did you ever play three? I never played three, but I also think it's funny that you want to play a game because it's exactly like another game you played. Well, (laughs) I mean, you know, look at FromSoft kind of. Yeah. Well, okay. True. You know, (laughs) or Mario sometimes, you know, Mario sometimes, you know, but yeah, no, this game's really charming. Um, Spoiler for my thoughts, it's I, I I think this game is very, very delightful. And I have kind of like very few complaints. It's one of those games where I would put it firmly at like an eight out of ten, but I can't really explain why it doesn't deserve the those other two points. I think it's just because it I just don't like it as much as other games, but it's hard for me to find much fault in it. Yeah, I agree. When we get to the development and reception, I think a lot of people agree with you. Um, and I agree with you for reasons that I will. Elaborate yeah, there are just certain games that have like a ceiling in my mind. Like they just yeah. can't. I can't look at them and be like, that's a 10, even though I can't find much to complain about. You know, like there are games that I would complain about elements of them more. But I think that those games are better than this uh, you know it's weird well know. you're a big complainer you love to complain i, I sure do yeah <laughs> i probably do uh um, yeah so let's talk about the development yeah so this game has kind of an interesting pedigree um it was developed by how laboratory which uh does all the kirby games uh as well as some other things um kirby air ride oh, the best kirby game of all time people are fucking obsessed with kirby air ride and i need to check it out because i hear nothing but amazing things did you never it. play it is no i never blast. played it oh my god aaron i, I know so much fun Oh, I really want to. I hope they come out with a re-release on the Switch. There, uh, because yeah, I hear amazing things about Kirby's Air Ride. There is a mode in that game that my brothers and I played a lot. It is called like City something, City Trial, where you are in like a big kind of like giant like open sit like air like city, and there's a bunch of different vehicles available, and you kind of just run around and like you can attack each other like. I mean, you're kind of just trying to like power up your vehicles as much as possible. But so there, and there's three like special, you know, like in Smash Brothers, when you can get like the three different pieces of the different yes. vehicles, 
that's I thought that I think that's from Kirby Air Ride. Maybe it's from an earlier game. But you like trying to like battle your friends to see who can get those pieces first and like attacking each other to drop those pieces and getting those legendary machines and then just flying them around and attacking people. It's so much fun. It and, sounds and, like, like really, Kirby. There's really no other like goal to that. I mean, there's the, the there's the basic like air ride um, like courses, like the races, which are a blast. But yeah. It's it's a great it's a great game. Sorry for I'm, that uh, Kirby Air Ride Corner, but it, I I love that game. And it's funny because like IGN, I remember at the time, I forgot what Nintendo Power thought. I think they rated Nintendo Power rated it very high, but IGN fucking hated it. Yeah, but I mean IGN is very fickle. I feel like when it comes to their well, reviews, maybe they were like now. It just seems like they give every Nintendo property at least a seven. Right, but maybe it was worth a seven. Well, maybe. I, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, that's that's a seven for me. That game's a seven. Yeah. 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 Anyway, sorry. I'm I'm hoping for a re-release for sure. Me too. Um, but it was directed by uh, I haven't heard this name before, Shinichi Shinomura. Um, I don't think I know that name either. Yeah, I don't know that name. You will know these two names. Uh, produced by Saturo, Saturo Iwata and Shiguro Miyamoto. <laughs> two yeah. big names. Never heard of those people. Never, never heard of Iwata and Miyamoto. <laughs> no, no, never. <laughs> um, pretty huge for a Game Boy game, though. Um, yeah. that these two are the producers, yeah, yeah. The soundtrack was composed by both Hiroz- Hirokazu Ando and yeah. Tadashi Ikagame, both regular composers for HAL Laboratory. But they did not do the first Kirby's Dreamland game, which interesting. is interesting. Odd, I don't, I don't know why. Um, this is a sequel to Kirby's Dreamland One, obviously. Yeah. Um, and this added Kirby's animal friends. Shall we run through the animal friends? We will. We'll, okay. We'll, we'll, I got we'll a se- I got a section on it. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. Um, and playable on the Game Boy Color. So I played on the Switch Online version, which had the color option available. Yeah. Um, I imagine you played this originally in black and white. I did. I I also did remember. I think I brought it to a friend's house to play on the Super Game Boy. At one point nice. too, which I thought Super Game Boy was neat, but it didn't really like. I think by the time I realized Super Game Boy was a thing, Game Boy Color had probably come out, so it didn't yeah. matter to me anymore. Yeah, it's like the Game Boy Advance player for the GameCube, which I loved. Yeah, I, I uh, didn't own it, but and barely ever messed with it. Yeah. So tell us about Kirby's abilities. What can he do? Well, so Kirby's just a, you know, a basic guy, right? Uh, or whatever Kirby is. He's a real basic bitch. <laughs> he really is. I am. He can do such basic ass things like walking, jumping, breathing, uh, floating, swimming. He can use an air gun. You can know, if you suck, you know, I, I, the animation of Kirby when he's like all puffed up and like floating around. I just love that so much. And if you let if you, you know, let go and you kind of pop your bubble, so to speak, in the air, it kind of causes like an air attack to d- hit enemies. And you can similarly like blow air underwater and use that as like a water gun to defeat enemies. Very, so, very, very small like hitbox on the water gun. Yes, but I will say uh, I noticed playing through this time that when Kirby shoots out an air bubble, um, his face is superimposed on it. Oh, I did not. I did not notice that. I never noticed that. It's great. Wow, that's awesome. Um, And then obviously Kirby is all about the copy ability. So Kirby games, you are able to inhale various enemies and swallow them or spit them back out. Some enemies do nothing. If you swallow them, other enemies, you get to copy their abilities. 
And there are some pretty like just kind of delightful looking enemies in this game um, that give you various copy abilities. Um, both basic enemies and mini bosses will do that. Um, the copy abilities in short are parasol, needle, burning, ice, cutter, spark, and stone. And a lot of those are pretty, you know, self-explanatory. Uh, the kind of like basic enemies, I mean, I'll just name a few, like, you know, um, there's like a, 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 a enemy named like Flamer. It's this like disc or like flower, depending on how you look at it, like shaped enemy that kind of like fireballs around. There's <laughs> a, like a literal like walking uh, umbrella yes. with an eyeball called Floaty the Drifter yes. that gives you parasol. That's that's one of the great delights. They look um a lot of them look kind of like yokai. Oh yeah, a little a bit. A little bit. Yeah. yeah. Uh and then there's Pengi the penguin obviously that will do ice. Um yeah, I mean Rocky gives you stone, you know, things like that. Pretty 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 great enemies. I mean there's a lot of other like classic enemies in here like Waldies that, you know, obviously are useless pieces of shit that don't give you anything. Well, there um, are some enemies that in later Kirby games mm. do give you powers, but don't in this one, like the bomb guys and a, a couple others. I am not a Kirby head, despite oh, my, my, gotcha. my enjoyment of this game. And so I, I will take your word for that. Yeah, there are other enemies that in other Kirby games um, will give you powers, but don't in this one. Interesting. Um, so that kind of threw me off because the bomb guys, I was I was expecting to eat them and get bombs. But you eat them and then Kirby just digests them into his black void of a statue. Would you describe yourself as a Kirby head? I am a recent Kirby head, especially for the new Kirby games. Yeah, Edgar and I played through Kirby's Return to Dreamland. We had a lot of fun doing that. Um, And I played Kirby's Epic Yarn. Love that. Um, And then there was an interim Kirby game between those two that I feel like I also played. So I think I am a bit of a modern Kirby head. I am not. It's funny. Like I, I've barely played Kirby games. I think I've played like this and Superstar to completion, and maybe no others. Even though like my brothers are huge uh, Kirby and the Amazing Mirror heads. Mm, I have um, not played that. Some one. have said that is the best Kirby game that's ever been created. So I, I don't know. Maybe I gotta pick some of these back up. It's funny, like as much as I like this game, it doesn't make me want to go play other Kirby games necessarily. Yeah. Well, some people say Hitler was the greatest leader of all time, and they're wrong. Who's, anyway, who's, moving on. Who are you talking to? Who's in your circles? <laughs> they're, they're Neon, saying, <laughs> not in my circle. Hopefully not in your circles. Uh, anyway, uh, so one of the things about copy abilities is in this game, and I, again, I, I don't know. I can't really. This isn't an episode where we can kind of like dive into the Kirby lore and explain like the differences of Kirby, like Kirby games all the time. Over I mean, time we could. the influences. I mean, we, we're well, not going to. We'd have to look up that information in real yeah. time, which we're not prepared to do. But I don't know if this game introduced ability blocks, but ability blocks are blocks that can only be destroyed by certain copy abilities. Some of them look kind of obvious, like the ice blocks that obviously it's like, okay, well then fire. But other ones are not very obvious. And that leads to some, I guess you could call it like minor frustration in the game because there are certain like bonus things to get for 100% completion that are always blocked by ability blocks. And sometimes you don't know what you need until you get there and sometimes try a couple different copy abilities. Again, if you're not looking stuff up, um, you have to kind of go back over and over again with different copy abilities to realize you've got the right one. 
Which is kind of on the nose for a Game Boy game of this era. Like, yeah. that makes sense to me. I mean, the levels are so short that backtracking and re-entering levels with new copy abilities is not really... I, I mean, when I was younger, I got impatient with it. But, like, an impatient, like, this is a really difficult game kind of impatient. Now, even though, you know, we always talk about how we've got plenty to do, we don't have time to be farting around with games too long. Like, it was a minor inconvenience to go and get the like bring the wrong copy ability and have to like go do it again. I know I, I know you said you weren't gonna hundred percent the game, but obviously I did. I did not. Um but I could see like a young James or a young Aaron with their Game Boy like getting excited by the prospect of going back to old levels. Yeah. 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 Any yeah. So uh various pickups in the game just kind of go run through some of the basic stuff. Uh, I mean they're really the only pickups in the game are health. There's an energy drink for small health, um, maximum tomato, the classic maximum tomato uh, for full health. There are these stars. Uh, if you collect seven of them, you get an extra life and they're kind of like found hidden throughout various levels. There are the just straight up one ups. Uh, and then there are rainbow drops. Uh, rainbow drops are needed in order to get the true ending of the game. And if you didn't get the true ending of the game, you know, I guess you're not really a true gamer. I didn't get the true ending of the game, so I guess I'm a fucking fraud. <laughs> yes, I was I was only targeting you. Yes. Um, the basic interface of the game, I mean, the majority of the screen is obviously taken up by, uh, you know, just the regular gameplay. There's a very small like, bar at the bottom of the screen that has your health bar. You get six blocks of health. Uh, it gets your has your current star count score, which... Just, I love I love all these games that have score that just score does not matter. <laughs> no, but like, who gives it's a, a shit about their score? I never cared about my score in Mario games, Kirby games, any early games. It just doesn't matter. I feel like it's a weird 1980s like flex uh, yeah. arcade thing. Right. It, it's like, yeah, for, for all the, the the people who whose first experience with gaming was like were, were like arcade games and they just they like seeing that. Some people care. Pinball players, you know, that era, the 80s era. You're right. It's yeah. it's like a, like a lost. I don't know. What games still have score? Some. I mean, Mario dropped that for sure, right? Uh, yeah, I, I just don't pay attention to it. So there could be plenty of games currently that, that still do score, but I just I just don't know. Um, So and then like there's a little indicator that indicates like what number uh, island you're on. And we'll get into what the islands are in a second. And uh, there's an icon that shows what copy ability you have when you are facing a boss or a mini, bo mini boss. The enemy health bar appears instead of your score. Um, so you can see how much uh, health they have. Big fan uh, coming off the heels of like Earthworm Jim and stuff. Big fan of knowing how much health enemies have left. Oh, Earthworm Jim. Yeah, fuck that game. <laughs> um, and fuck its lack of health bars because <laughs> no one needs that. Yeah. Yeah. So earlier you mentioned animal friends. Uh, this game introduced them. Uh, each one of these animal friends has different advantages. They kind of, and perhaps most interestingly and most like, you know, for the most entertainment, they change Kirby's copy abilities. The way that the copy abilities like synergy, like um, have like a synergy with um, each of these animal friends are really fun. We can't, I'm not going to go through all of them, but we could like list some of our favorites. Um, oftentimes that they change the direction of attack. So you could have, you know, a good copy ability that has like kind of like AOE sort of or, you know, just like uh, you know, hitting in all directions. But if you pick up a, that cut that uh, copy ability with a certain animal friend, it might, you know, limit your ability to attack to only one direction. Things like that. So your, yes. anim your animal friends are Rick the Hamster. 
Herbie could just kind of like rides on top of them. And Rick can also inhale uh, Kind the fish. Kirby is in Kind's mouth uh, and Kirby could just inhale while in Kind's mouth. Um, they like, you know, it's Kind's kind of whole gimmick is that very fast in water, uh, but very, very slow and hoppy outside of water, which is, I guess, maybe one of the few annoying things of the game is when you're outside of the water with Kind. And Koo the Owl, who flies carrying Kirby. And you can kind of like press a button to fly faster. Uh, and you you can also inhale as Kirby while you're being carried by Koo the Owl. There's also these two things called Gooey and Girl Blob. They're only, they only appear when you get to a mini boss that drops a little like sack full of, like usually you have, I'll, I'll mention in a second, you have your animal friends that are kind of like kidnapped and you beat a mini boss and you rescue them. If you already have a animal friend while you, when you beat a mini boss, one of these like two enemy, uh, two guys will appear and they basically just, you pick them up and they give you full health. Yeah. Um, animal friends are very similar to Yoshi. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So when, like, what are your, some of your favorite, like, copy abilities with, like, and synergies with uh, the different animal friends? I like the electric power with Kind the Fish because he shoots yes. out these, like, blasts of electricity. These, like, light bulbs, like, literal light bulbs. Yeah, yes. It's really um, fun. How about you? Um, well, so let's use that as an example, right? So, like, with, with when you have the spark ability for Kind, you shoot, like, horizontally left or right a, a you know, a light bulb. Um, and one of the cool things about that is it could light up a room, which is actually used. Yes. Um, if you see a dark room, you want to bring kind there with a light bulb so you can see if there are any hidden doors. And there almost always are. Um, when you have the spark ability as Rick, it basically you use this like whip of electricity. Uh, it like kind of just like starts like, at, you know, like up in the air and kind of sweeps its way downwards. And it's got a pretty big like, you know, range. But then when you're, coup and you have spark kind of sucks i mean it, it, you can only shoot lightning bolts downwards yeah so you lose like a forward attack right um but it's still cool you know and and there are others um ones i really like are like having ice with kind basically you just like can run into any any enemy and just mash the attack button and it'll just freeze that enemy uh which is wonderful uh having cutter with coup is awesome it uh he'll shoot like three sharp feathers forward that just kills everything in your path. Um, um, I will say I hate spike with Rick because it just oh, makes yeah. Rick's back spike up, which that is, is one of the worst ones useless. in the game. I actually yeah. think spike is one of the worst, if not the worst one in the game. It's pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I went out with some others, I, I guess, you know, like if you get fireball um, burning as as Rick, he shoots like a, a couple like you know you hold uh, the button down you can shoot fireballs in front of you although but burning with coup is better because you basically like you and coup turn into this giant fireball that goes like diagonally down yeah parasol is interesting too parasol with rick you just kind of like are on like rick like takes the the parasol and like shoots I mean, you're like on top of it like balances it on its nose and like somehow that's an attack i don't know <laughs> it's cute that's what counts that's true it's yeah very cute. yeah so yeah so those are the animal friends so the the premise of this game is uh kirby a you know resident of dreamland um you know there are these rainbow islands that make up part or the entirety of dreamland i don't even know 
um, they're they're connected by the rainbow bridges, and those rainbow bridges are stolen by dark matter, a Lovecraftian nightmare. <laughs> Not really, but do you do, wait? Do you ever if you don't beat the game one hundred percent? Have you do you ever have you seen what dark matter looks like? No, I don't think I've seen the actual dark matter. Okay. Because I, yeah, I full disclosure, I did not beat this game 100%. Yeah. Um, so Dark Matter was, you know, trying to conquer Dreamland, uh, has also possessed King Dedede, who is basically just always getting possessed uh, and he, always he getting manipulated. Yeah. He, he really loves that. Um, and so Kirby kind of sets out on an adventure to defeat Dark Matter, uh, accompanied by his friends, nice. his animal friends. Yeah. So at a high level, you. And- yeah. We're just gonna have to like throw this out there. There is not a much there. There is really not much like level to level difference a lot. Yeah. Um. Between stages, there's more kind of worlds. Um. And each of the stages is very short. Um. So we can kind of discuss them at this high level, and it kind yeah. of applies to basically all the levels. Yeah. We are not going to like agonize our way through each individual level because again they're short and each one maybe has like one gimmick but that's about it yeah yeah there's really not a whole a whole lot to it we're gonna fly through these i feel like we even have more like notes than we even need yeah probably um but like at at a high level kirby will land on a particular island of the the rainbow islands and there's like a little mini intro cinematic um that kind of shows just a little like okay, we've arrived at this island. Let's go hang out with this animal friend or something, even though sometimes many animal friends are available on a particular island. Yes. Um, Each of these kind of overworld, so to speak, or it's just like a little small island with multiple different doors, one for each stage. You beat the first stage, you unlock the second stage, so on and so on, until you unlock the boss, boss stage and beat the boss, then you go to the next island. Later, Kirby games will allow you to kind of go in different doors as you see fit. Yeah, but this one you have to go one, two, three, four. Yeah. yeah, and so like the goal of each basic stage is to find this exit door that's got these like three stars at the end. Plays this little like music sometimes da, when da, you da, buy da, it. Da, 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 da. <laughs> yep. And each of the stages are kind of either various like small rooms, like larger open areas, some auto scrolling areas. Um, sometimes there is a mini boss room uh, either at the very end or somewhere in between where you fight a mini boss. And I mentioned like kind of like in each, like these mini boss rooms, there's usually like a bag, uh, like an animal friend, like squirming in this like sack. <laughs> uh, and then it, that once you beat the mini boss, then that sack like opens up and you release your animal friend. You can, you can take them if you want and go. Now here's something we should discuss is uh, like, I would say generally the hardest part of this game are bosses. Would you say that's fair? Oh, without a doubt. Is it always worth it to fight the mini boss to get the animal friend or just skip it and move on? Because um, oftentimes I found myself just skipping them and moving on and being fine. Yeah, you could. I mean, it, it depends on how good you can be with. Um, and this is I'm not talking to you specifically. I'm actually myself to included. Like one of the nice things about having an animal friend when you go into a boss battle, though, if you aren't even if you aren't co- like confident in your ability to use whatever copy ability you might have, if you even have one, even if you just have no copy ability, you enter a boss battle with your animal friend. Um, one thing I should have mentioned is you can hit the hit the select button to get rid of your copy ability or get rid of your animal friend. And yes. actually, sorry for the copy ability, you can create it. What it does is it creates like, you know, a star 
but you can suck up and use as ammo against a boss. I don't think you can actually do that with a animal friend. I haven't tried that in a long time. You can't, but it like it seems like a strange bit of utility when keeping the power would probably be more advantageous for a boss, but you yeah. could spit it out and shoot it if you wanted to. Right. And I usually, despite like I feel like I'm very good at this game now, I typically only fought bosses just as Kirby. I almost never use and I never really use copy abilities against them. I just like, you know, each boss will have a moment where they release like some sort of star or something you can inhale and shoot back at them. And I just got good at doing that. You know? Yeah. I, I can't remember how I often played as Kirby. Um, just like shooting those stars, they kind of give you back at them. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. And so these, these mini bosses uh, anyways, like they, you know, each one of them will have, will have a different theme. Like each mini boss, there's a, there's a specific mini boss for each copy ability. And when you beat that mini boss, you get your animal friend and you can also like inhale and copy the ability of the, of the mini boss. And sometimes the, the, that's very intentional, right? Like they will put a mini boss with a copy ability that they, they want you to use to help make the next room or a couple rooms easier. Yes. Um, and like I said, you can use copy abilities to damage mini bosses and bosses, or you, you know, they will have attacks that drop stars that you can inhale and shoot back at them. Um, at the end of each stage, once you enter the exit door, you're taken to a bonus stage where you land on a cloud and you have to hit the button at a very particular time as you kind of bounce downwards on the cloud to launch yourself upwards. And the further you fly upwards, the better your timing, the farther you go, you know, the, the more pickups you can get with the one up at the very, very top. I think generally you just need to hit the button at the very, very, very bottom of where the cloud can move um, at the very bottom of its like range of motion. I thought so. And this never got easier for me, even it's though I, it is very tricky. And I'll say I was thrown off because Edgar and I recently re uh, played Return to Dreamland, which mm -hmm. has kind of the same thing. And the timing is much easier. So it threw me off for this one. Yeah, I remember being like completely confused when I was younger of like what you need to do if you need to like hit a really fast or like when you had to hit it. It was so I, I never like I never really got it until I was like older. Yeah. Um, one interesting thing is that boss stages can be re-entered once per game session, which lets you play this bonus session where the bosses will kind of use like some of their attack patterns, but in different ways. But they'll also drop small stars. If you collect all of them, you get a level up and you technically that helps like increase your um, percentage for 100 percent completion of the game. You need to beat uh, all of them kind of twice, which yeah, is interesting. Didn't, didn't do that. Yeah, I actually I'm, I'll admit <laughs> I actually I, I lied. I said I beat 100 percent this time. I did not do that. I beat everything except that um, I didn't feel like fighting all the bosses again. It's not really fighting them. It's just like collecting stars and then you just win. Yeah. So. All right. Let's go through some of these islands. This is yeah, going to be super, and super fast. Yeah, some of them, we yeah, as we've been saying, this is going to be fast because uh, there are kind of like macro um, traits to these lands. And then the micro ones are like one sentence, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. basically. And, and for each stage, since I collected all the rainbow drops to fight the final boss, I'll explain very briefly how you get them. It's not very interesting for some of them. It's just it's. With this kind of medium, it's kind of difficult to explain yeah. levels like this. I mean, we, we've been through this with like Mega Man 3 and uh, fucking Echo the Dolphin. 
<laughs> okay, yeah. let's let's move let's on. Get this, let's get this done before Echo stays in my mind. Yeah, so we got Grassland. There's you know three basic stages and a boss stage. Uh, it's a grassy plains theme. Like the first one is super basic. The second one you get Rick for the first time. The third stage more basic shit. Um, as I mentioned, like there are mini bosses. Uh, some of the mini bosses are pretty cool in design. Um, I, I like them. I like you know like Master Green stands out to me. He's like this jellyfish basically. Um, and this master or wow, why uh, this like robot ninja. or ninja? It looks like a yeah. robot to me. He's he's kind of like a robot ninja, yeah. Maybe he is a robot ninja, I think he is. Um, so the rainbow drop in stage three, it's just this is a very a, a good intro to the kind of ways you need to do what, what things you need to do to get the rainbow drop. And so each area, there's only seven copy abilities, and so in each stage is a new copy ability. So at least you can narrow down what copy ability you'll need or one of the ones you'll possibly need as you keep going. But, you know, for this one, you need Parasol, you get Rick, um, you need Rick to, uh, to because I think the ability blocks are like high up in the air. Actually, maybe you don't even need Rick, but either way, uh, Parasol to get the rainbow drop. The boss of this uh, this island is Wispy Woods. This is a tree that drops fruit on you. It's a classic Kirby enemy. Uh, classic, classic Kirby. Classic boss. Kirby. Yeah. Something else that starts with K. There's like spikes that appear on the ground. You just gotta, you know, suck up that fruit and shoot it back. Yep. Yep. Um, next we get the big forest. Um, it's a forest level. Um, so in the first one, you get your owl friend, Koo. Um, in the second one, you get a stage that if you still have coup or you get coup, um, you can just completely fly over and it's sort of obviated. Yeah. Um, in three, you get spike powers, and there is the aforementioned umbrella boss that looks like a yokai. Um, and then you get the boss, Nruff and Nelly. Um, they look like weird capybara monsters. Yeah. So if you eat the little ones and spit them back, um, that's kind of how you take him down. Yeah. Um, and tell us about the rainbow drop. So it's in stage two. Uh, you have to go past the rainbow drop room to find like a spike enemy uh, and, you know, get the power, uh, beat the level, then go back to the level, then go in a different door. It's just, you know, I'm I'm going to I'm going to I'm not going to go into as great of details. I feel like I have prepared uh, to you do. Just you don't have to. It's a, it's, to. it's a little ridiculous. So anyway. Yeah. So the next island is Ripple Field. This is kind of your first intro to Kine. Um, you know, it's a very like island palm tree underwater theme. Uh, a lot of the underwater areas have these like kind of jets, uh, these currents that only kind can really like ignore and swim against. So, you know, to get the rainbow drop here, it's and this is an example of using spark uh, as kind to light up a room and find a hidden room, uh, hidden door. Um, you need stone to get the drop here. The boss is named Sweet Stuff. It is a very angry angler fish that kind of mm-hmm. charges at you, shoots projectiles out of his like little light bulb thing, has these like starfish and octopus enemies that move slowly at you uh, that you can, you know, suck up and shoot out against him. And I think you need, I forgot if you need Kine to do it. I've always had Kine when I do this fight. I, I assume you don't need him because I would assume that you can beat everything with just Kirby. Oh, right. But maybe not. I don't know. You are correct. Yes. Uh, The next level. uh, Tell us about it. I think it's my favorite level of the game, actually. Iceberg. Um, I don't know why, because you're insane. Um, (laughs) It has. I think it's a good challenge. It's a good level of challenging. Uh, I guess it has ice mechanics. So uh, Rick, the hamster, is immune to slipping on ice. So if you can get Rick, that's great. As all Um, hamsters are, as we know. 
they yeah, just are right. totally hamsters, they have those thick steel claws that can <laughs> clamp down to the floor and yeah. ice does not trouble them yep um but yeah basically this is an ice world um you know there's not much to say about each individual one you're gonna find ku the owl who's gonna help you with some levels um there's an auto scroller in one of these levels which you know we haven't said has there been an auto scroller yet or no there i think there has but like really minor stuff i'm I'm assuming you're not a fan of the auto scroller stuff i'm not no are you i i I think it's probably one of the weaker parts of the game i remember as a kid there were some of them especially later on that were just so frustratingly challenging yeah especially if you're on your animal friend they take up so much screen space that it's really easy to get crushed sometimes you just can't afford to make like a single error yeah you really can't um our boss here is the ice dragon so he'll charge at you he'll use freeze breath jump into the air um and float using a spinning tail yeah he just his tail like propellers himself into the air it's it's yes interesting and he'll cause icicles to drop so you want to inhale them and shoot them right back sometimes like the hitbox of the of the icicles are are weird like you get close and like and this was a lot with a lot of things in the game where you got to like get certain like distance to certain projectiles or the boss itself to like suck up the things that you need to use to to shoot against them and sometimes you take damage before you can even yeah so the icicles will shatter and if they shatter then Mm. either of the pieces will hit you um so you have to make sure you suck it up before that happens so this rainbow dropout i will mention in, in a little bit of detail because i remember it being probably the hardest one to get i was so difficult as a kid so you need burning, but ev- what ev- what eventually happens is you need to come across these like right. Reg- eventually, when you're trying to get to, if you even you know when you find the rainbow drop room, you're like, how the fuck do I get burning here? You'll get to a place where you can't use burning to get past these regular blocks that block your way. And so what you need to purposely do is discard the flame power underwater, inhale the blocks, spit them out and swallow them, and then immediately suck back up and swallow the flame power before it disappears. That is very hard to do. Even now, I I mean, I okay, I did it my first try this time, but it was still like kind of nerve wracking to try to do all that before the power disappears. It sounds like a lot. Yeah, it's a lot for uh, for like a six year old. Yeah, you know, it's a lot for a 34 year old. Yeah. yeah. So Red Canyon is the next island. This is kind of like a rocky cliff and like cave um, area. There's a lot more like pits, uh, a lot more like spikes and things like that. You know, there's really, again, not a whole lot to say. The last level, the fifth level has this like crate, this auto scroller section where you're climbing higher and higher and higher. That is definitely one of the more difficult things in the game, especially because the fifth stage also has the rainbow drop. You need to like get Rick in stage three, get Spark in stage five. And then you need to kind of make it all the way through the end of that auto scroller area without losing Rick or losing your um, electric power. Yikes. The boss, uh, this is, I like this boss. This is Mr. Shine and Mr. Bright. It's this like angry, disgruntled, like sun and crescent moon. Um, they kind of like take turns attacking you. The other kind of waits. Sometimes the other will like attack using like these like beams of energy or whatnot. And the thing, the notable thing about them is I really like is when they have, they have this really cool move where one of them will eclipse the other. And so it will cause the entire screen to either be shaded or full of like bright yes. um, light, except one area. And if you aren't in that area, you'll take damage. Um, so that's fun. Uh, how did you feel about Claudie Park? Was it a real son of a bitch? 
And cloudy park um no i didn't mind cloudy park uh so Good. cloudy Just, park i like cloudy use, park a lot yeah you're gonna use coo mm. the owl quite a bit um cloudy park i was expecting to be more like the uh super mario 3 like cloud world um but it's actually more contained than you would think mm-hmm. um like in terms of being indoors um and yeah not much to say besides a lot of cool the owl you're gonna find like mountains in the background um some cool cloud spaces but yeah i liked it i like cloudy park what are your thoughts on cloudy park i like cloudy park a lot i remember that there was a huge barrier for me to beat the boss of this um yeah mr 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 shine and mr bright and this boss were gave me a lot of trouble Cracko. Uh, Cracko is like a cloud. that Another classic Kirby eye. boss. Yeah, classic Kirby boss. A cloud with an mm-hmm. eye with spikes coming out of it. Um, and you have to hit it dead center in the eye multiple times. Um, and yeah, Cracko will come back. He will be in other Kirby games. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so like the last two rainbow drops in the game, the one in Cloudy Park and the one in the final island, they kind of like so in the one in cloudy park it's kind of you need every single animal friend in order to do it which makes sense because it's one of the last levels in the game yeah i'm not going to go into yeah. great detail but it's it is it's very um very specific you need to do a lot of things to get it and it's it's definitely very difficult to do um and then the last stage uh last island dark castle which has seven stages in the boss stage each we should seven. mention, sorry, we should mention that Cloudy Park had seven and Dark Castle has <clears throat> seven or eight. Right? Yeah, well, uh, Dark Dark Castle is one more. So yeah, Cloudy Park has six main stages and then the boss stage. Yeah, Dark, and Dark then Castle is, has six. Yeah. But um, the others have less. Yeah, so Dark Castle has seven main stages and then the boss stage. At the end of each of the seven stages, you fight a different one of the mini bosses to unlock the exit door. Um. The first like three stages, I think, are just basic like left to right movement, some auto scrolling sections and stuff. And then the I think the next three after that are kind of mirrors of one, two and three. Um, But there's like a lot of right to left movement instead, which is definitely throw, throws you off if you are haven't played many video games before <laughs> threw me off back in the day. Uh, and then the seventh stage, you're kind of just like climbing this tower and. uh, Like I mentioned, you, you so you need all the copy abilities to beat this and essentially like the to get the rainbow drop it's like a puzzle in stage seven there is this early like dark room that if you light it up with kind and and with the spark ability you will see these icons that indicate the sequence in which you'll need to use copy abilities to traverse through the level take the correct path that leads you to the rainbow drop um so that's how you get that nice uh so then you fight uh you know once you enter the 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 boss stage there's this uh, kind of a cool moment where there's just no music at all which is like maybe the only time there's no music or any sound effects really or anything like you just kind of hop up three like levels and then you or hop up three like platforms and then you enter the final boss door which takes you to the top of the tower where you fight king ddd and King DDD have, got... have we been expecting King DDD yes. this whole time? Yes, have we, we have. We, well, I mean, yeah. I suppose. Yeah. There, you know, King DDD has got these classic moves. He's got like a hammer move. He charges at you, tries to like run and like slam down on you, tries to jump and slam down. I mean, if you played like a Super Smash Brothers game you, that has DDD, you probably know all his moves already. Uh, he can inhale you and like, or like he'll, he'll inhale if you don't, get sucked up and he'll shoot like a projectile at you 
Um, his attack's kind of like a larger hit area than most enemies do, which can throw you off. I've def- I remember definitely taking a lot of damage because um, it was kind of hard to judge how close I needed to get to him in order to like suck up the stars that he would release. Um, one of the things I think is actually different between this fight and other DDD fights in the series is he changes between this like, kind of drowsy state where he's calmer and like half asleep, or sometimes literally asleep. And moving slower and this like enraged state where he's very aggressive and his projectile. I think he's got a little bit of damage uh hitbox. Um fires like you have these like fire based projectiles at you. Anything else to say about DDD? Uh I will say again, uh, but this is my comment for all bosses. Uh the bosses are much harder than the actual gameplay. Yes. Like this game is kind of bisected between like moment to moment level gameplay and bosses. Yeah, unlike Mega Man where everything's hard. Yeah, that is true. Yes. <laughs> um so final boss is dark matter. So it, so if let me just say if you don't get all the ra- the rainbow drops, what happens is you beat King DDD and you get the game the end credits and then there's kind of this enemy enemy roll call that happens and a silhouette yes. of a figure will appear at the very end labeled like question mark exclamation point. Yes, um, and for those young inquisitive gamers, they're like, I didn't do something right. I have to go back and finish so I can beat yeah. that boss. For me, I'm like, oh, I'm done with the game. I'm putting it down. <laughs> when I was younger, I remember do, th- seeing that, and I, and I got so excited. And the same thing kind of happens at the end of like Donkey Kong Country Two, where like you can you beat you're meant to like beat you know King K Rule, and you get like the but you realize that there are places you haven't been yet. So you're kind of like, what's going on? Like I'm beating the boss. I get the end credits. I get an enemy roll call, but then it's like, oh, wait, there's actually more I need to do. And the game kind of thrusts you back in um, yeah. to do that. So, yeah. So if you do collect all the drops, once you've murdered King DDD, the rainbow drops kind of come down and combine to form the rainbow, the rainbow sword and dark matter. This kind of like black mass, like of a, like an eyeball, like emerges from DDD's body and just goes up to space. So Kirby grabs the rainbow sword and flies up to space to fight dark matter. And... Dark Matter has two forms, two phase boss fight, kind of like Krakow. Um, or Krakow, yeah, Krakow, Krakow, no, I Krak- say Krakow, yeah, Krakow, not Krakow. the capital of Poland. <laughs> Krakow, no, is that the capital of Poland? I forget, uh, it might be, I don't know, but it's, <laughs> it's a city, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so the first form is like a projectile uh, or like the swordsman form where again, you're kind of just like flying through space with a sword. It's pretty cool. Good music too. Uh, I've got to mention like a lot of the music, like the boss music is generally the same except in, you know, DDD fight and uh, this fight as well. Uh, There's these like projectiles, this like energy ball that you can slash back at him for more damage. Um, He'll like charge at you, shoot these mini projectiles at you. It can get a little difficult. I mean, I remember this. This boss fight took me a long time when I was doing it for the first time as a kid. Um, yeah, we should say uh, I use the rewind feature quite a bit, um, okay. especially during bosses. I I did as just a like lazy crutch sometimes, but I beat almost the entire game without using it. I think I use it just like a couple times. Well, 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 Mister Fancy Pants. Well, I mean, I played a game a lot. <laughs> So the second form is this like shadowy like eyeball with like these weird like scales kind of attached to it. And what he'll do is he'll like like launch these. Sometimes he'll like stop in the middle of the screen. His eye will shoot this like laser out uh, in a circle. You have to kind of fly around them. And again, you're just slashing them with your sword any chance you get. And this uh, Dark Matter has a lot of health. It takes it takes a while to take him down. 
Um, but there, but you can do even more damage to him when he summons these little like scaly projectiles to surround him and it'll like launch them at you. But if you get behind him and es- essentially hit the sword, you'll hit those scales into him and you'll give him more damage. Nice. Yeah. So after the final slash, Kirby will lose consciousness uh, and start falling. This really cool music plays as animal friends kind of you get this little like cinematic of his animal friends like look and then also DDD just kind of like looking up into the sky and seeing Kirby um, and kind of like all, all all kind of like it reminds me of the end of Return of the Jedi when you when they all like look at the Death Star <laughs> being destroyed and they're all just kind of like happy. Um, but this is like more like emotional, like serious music and they all kind of like see him falling and then he wakes up he grabs the sword and he starts like gliding back down to the ground as the credits roll hooray yeah you've beaten kirby you have beaten kirby 100 yeah. percent, because you can definitely be kirby not 100 percent, as i did yeah. and guess what your life will go on just the same it sure will um what works about this kirby game uh I- i'd say pretty much everything except the maybe the auto scroll um, I guess you could argue like I'm trying to put myself in the shoes of like when I first played the game when I was younger. I mean, you this was your first time playing it, but you're also like a learned video game player. Yes. Um, as someone who like played this game very early in his video game career, like the the you're absolutely right that like I thought I mean there are levels that I thought were difficult because again, hadn't played video games much. And so the the stark difference of di- like difficulty spike to from the um, from some of the basic levels to the bosses to some of the late game bosses in particular was very shocking and very difficult. But I, I can't knock this game for being an objectively. It's not an objectively difficult game, I would say. Except no, for some of the bosses. Yeah, except for the bosses, I would say. Yeah, this is a good fair level of difficulty in a, in a video game, especially one that's easy to replay. Like, I don't want to pick up and replay like of a short. Like, I don't like. I would rather pick up and replay this than Mega Man. I get I'm not a Mega Man boy. Uh, Mega Man, all I just suck at Mega Man. No matter how good I get at video games, I will suck at Mega Man. Um, no, I think that's fair. I would say what works in this game, mm-hmm. l- like you said, most everything. Um, I will say what doesn't work is I'm I'm gonna knock it. I'm gonna say the levels are a little bit too samey. They um, are, yeah, they they are, are a little bit too samey, um, especially within each world. There's not a lot to differentiate them. Um, the music is great, though. I will say we haven't talked about the music. The music is phenomenal. Yeah. Um, catchy. Great. Um, but I will also say the like weird difficulty bisection of the bosses being way more difficult than the levels also doesn't quite yeah. work for me. <clears throat> the sameness is kind of helped by how short the game is. Like it flies through. So sometimes it flies by, especially on replay. Um where you kind of don't notice that as much, but you're right. I was trying to, I, I should have put myself in those shoes. It's like, cause I, I would imagine feeling the same way if I was you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how are we going to do a Kirby movie? Kirby's dreamland Two movie. I'm a big fan of my voice cast. Okay. Yes, please tell yeah, me. So animated. Uh, yeah, I, yes. I, got, I gotta be animated. Um, this could go horribly wrong, but I have Kirby voiced by Will Forte. Oh no. <laughs> I don't want like a Kurt, uh, like a cute Kirby. I want like, you know, like Ryan Reynolds as like Pikachu for detective Pikachu. Right. That's what I'm going for here. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. I went with, um, King DDD, even though he's not much, like he's not in the game very much. Uh, Michael Shannon. Oh my God. I literally, I wrote way over the top, Michael Shannon. (laughs) Oh, stop it. No, you didn't. I seriously did. I'm going to say, well, I, I, 
Oh, I don't yeah. need to prove it to you, but no, my God, <laughs> he was what I was going to, I was saving him for last. Cause I thought you were going to love that, but <laughs> no, apparently you, you do love it for, for the same reason. Like, and I was going to explain like way over the top. Michael Shannon is like, I like give him like a few bumps of Coke and let him just oh, let him yes. rip. <laughs> yes. Um, so I had him for King DDD. I'd be shocked for- if we overlap in any others, but I love that. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought for sure that you weren't going to pick that just because I thought Michael Shannon is an absolutely absurd fucking pick. For King <laughs> He's DDD. a great pick. But clearly DDD. great minds think like um, for Kirby uh, in this version of the movie, Kirby is not going to be understood by anyone. Like everyone's oh, going to have to okay. kind of interpret Kirby. So Kirby's going to be voiced by an extremely enthusiastic Japanese girl. Okay, not like uh, what's his name, like Frank Welker or whatever, who voices, no. who does a lot of like side character voices. No, and sound he's going to be okay. it's going to be extremely enthusiastic Japanese schoolgirl. That sounds more annoying than Will Forte. I mean, well, we'll see. OK, okay. but maybe Michael Shannon will make up for it all. Yeah, I think he, he's got a he, it, really the movie's success rests uh, in him. <laughs> yes. Um, I've got like rick as ryan reynolds oh uh, okay Kine i didn't is, do all the animal friends kind is charlie day and ku as whoever does the voice of owl in the new adventures of winnie the pooh okay yes but also can i suggest donald sutherland <laughs> of course you can right of course Wouldn't he be great yeah yeah oh, um this is a this is a weird one. Uh, how would we fit, or like, what what would we want to live in the world of the game, and how would you fit in? I would say, I would say no, no. The same, I don't no. know. Like Kirby's world seems so divorced from ours. Like, yeah. I, would you want to hang out in Dreamlet? Like, there's no like trees. It and sounds grass. it sounds like a, a never ending acid trip. Yeah, I mean, like the food aspect is fine. But what do you mean? That, no. You get energy drinks and tomatoes, and then you have to eat people, okay, eat, yeah, eat creatures. Maybe, maybe the food is horrifying. I yeah. Guess. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. Um, yes. Yeah. So we did the movie. We don't want to live in this game. And fan fiction was kind of a big uh, disappointment. Yeah. I mean, there exists Kirby fan fiction, but none of it was specific to Kirby's Dreamland 2. And also, none of it was good. Yeah. Um, can I tell you the fan fiction that I wrote and made up? What you mean just like for this episode or you've done it before? No, for this episode. Okay, yeah. So what's your fan fiction? It's an acrostic and it's a poem. So Okay. Uh, yes, it's kangaroos inside raccoons bite you. Uh kangaroos inside raccoons bite you. Okay. It's an acrostic for Kirby. I no, I get it. <laughs> I get it. I'm just like trying to think of like what drove you to that. Because I couldn't find anything. So I was like, if I can't find anything, I'll write my own. I mean, I, I right, right. I get that. But I'm like in both like simultaneously impressed with like what I'm imagining you came up with very quickly. But also just kind of wondering how you landed on that as like your fan fiction. Kangaroos inside raccoons bite you. I, you can say it as many times as you want. <laughs> I'm still gonna. <laughs> I'm still gonna have these questions. Um, anyway, my fan fiction. Um, so just, I mean, I don't want to feel like we're just like 
giving up on this section but there is kirby fan well, fiction there are crossovers there with plenty of other things but none of it was interesting and none of it was specific to this game so i just didn't really pay attention to it which is fine and we should say sometimes there are games where it's like mm. the fan fiction is very lackluster yeah and that's okay it happens. yeah it's fine yeah it's all right don't be a grinch about it don't be a grinch my fi- my fan fiction is i want like the lo- like some fucking terrifying like adult themed Lovecraftian origin of dark matter. I want like some old like scholars of dreamland that like come across the frozen remains of, or the frozen body of dark matter, even though dark matter is like a shadow and they like set. And then as they travel through the cave, it's basically at the mountains of madness, but, (laughs) but with Kirby, but with Kirby's friends. Yeah. A bunch of wild D's like the, the, the book, the, the, the novel is written from the perspective, like a di- like diary entries from one of the Waddledees. Love it. Yeah. Um, I think I would do uh, like a slice of life anime with Kirby and his animal friends. Okay. Yeah. Would you watch that though? Would you watch your, no. or, or like read your own fan fiction? No, I wouldn't. Yeah, I didn't... would make it, but I wouldn't read it. Yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what have um, you been doing lately? Uh, what have I been doing lately? Uh, so I got Pikmin 4 uh, because I have a problem about buying new games that I'm mm-hmm. never going to finish. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been playing Pikmin 4 and it's really fun. Um, and another game actually that reminded me of this game that I just picked up is Disney's Illusion Island. Yeah, I hear it's like a somewhat Metroidvania. Of course, no, I, I knew you were going to get that. It's extremely Metroidvania. Um, but I will say there's no combat. It's very stripped down. It's very like a review I read said it's the most seven out of 10 game that's ever been. Okay. Um, and I fully agree with that. And I feel like that's what this game is. As I was playing through Illusion Island, I was thinking of Kirby's Dreamland 2. As I was playing through Kirby's Dreamland 2, <laughs> I was thinking of Illusion Island. They're both like very perfect seven out of 10s. I can't wait for our special episode on your intervention. I'd be like, Aaron, do you want to do a special episode on like one of your favorite things ever? And then and then like on Mighty Max, the TV show or something. And then it'll be like me and I don't know, other people that'll be like, Aaron, you got to stop not finishing games. I know it'll be you and Jason and like Joey. And then and then I'll then eventually there'll be an intervention for me and my completionism. Yeah. So really, there is a middle ground where you kind of want to finish games, but not all of them. Sometimes I do have that. It's just the problem is I always feel that pressure to to come hundred percent a game. Fair enough. Usually, yeah. usually. Anyway. Um, what have you been up to? Um, I rewatched some movies. I'm I'm or I'm still playing Final Fantasy 16. I'm watching Jujutsu Kaisen uh, season two. Uh, One Piece still going, obviously week to week. Even though this last week it was skipped. Um, next week or like, like Sunday tomorrow's episode, I think is possibly the gear five episode oh my and, god finally but like Jesus it actually Christ. might not be it might be this episode after that ah. um and i mean obviously we all knew gear five was coming because the manga people spoiled it for us because we're like a year behind but whatever um anything else oh yeah i finished uh seasons one and two of the bear quite enjoyed that show very good highly recommend i've heard it's good I rewatched a couple movies. I rewatched Dunkirk, Goodwill Hunting, and the Royal Tenenbaums. I saw Brandon. I watched the Dungeons and Dragons movie finally, which I thought was pretty fun. Yeah, that's what I've heard about it. It's a fun time. It's not like the best movie ever, but you will enjoy it. 
Yeah, I, I, I quite enjoyed it. And I've still like slowly, slowly trying to finish Dragon Quest Eight. I, I get that I'm wasn't aided by the fact that I have picked it up. I've like I played it very slowly. Like I kind of binged it at first, and then once like Tears of the Kingdom came out, I kind of dropped off and I only occasionally pick it up for very small increments. But at the same time, I do feel like the story is dragging and I do I don't find it very interesting anymore. I think the game would have been greatly aided by being like 75% as long as it is. Well, it also falls under the like Dragon Quest trap, which I won't spoil for you here, but most Dragon Quest games fall into. Um, uh, where discuss. the main villain that you're chasing most of the game ends up not being the main villain at the end. Yeah, yeah, that's all Dragon Quest games. Yeah, yep. you just I mean, that, that, that's you, a, you nailed it. <laughs> that's a lot of that's a lot of JRPGs. Yeah, true. You know, I mean, that's kind of like I, I have a similar comment about Final Fantasy 16, where I was like, I thought one of the most fun, like entertaining villains of the game, you just like kill them halfway through. Which is, you know, oh, well, oh, well, oh, well, um, we don't exactly know what we're doing next week, uh, but we're leaning towards the Dark Knight Rises, are we not? Oh, yeah, I think we're going to I think that's what we're going to pull off. That's going to be a spicy one. It's going to be I have the next three weeks off of work and oh, Dark Knight Rises is going to be a project and I'm excited for it. It I, I'm very excited, too. And I I. It's a very like preview to preview my thoughts. Uh, I have changed my mind. I, I I have I've had a lot of like complete like swings um, or like fluctuations between of like how I felt about movies. Um, this is one of the ones that I've like flipped back and forth the most on. There's a lot to flip about. There really <laughs> There's is a lot to flip about. There's a lot movie. of like, what the fuck were you doing, Christopher Nolan, in this yeah. movie? And but there's also like, oh my god, Christopher Nolan, you pulled X, Y, and Z off, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So we will see you then. Okay, bye. <laughs>